You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on Nick Foles taking you across the league with our good friend Russell Baxter of NFLSpinZone.com. Russ, thanks for taking the time. Let's start in Philadelphia. What do you think the future in this offseason holds for Nick Foles? Does he go back to being number two on the depth chart in Philadelphia, or is he an asset? Maybe the Eagles can shop him around and potentially get a first-round pick for him if they deal him. Well, I think he's an asset to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, let's not forget that Carson Wentz went down in December, not September. So, you know, ordinarily when you see somebody out for the year um, early in, you know, like Teddy Bridgewater a couple of years ago who got hurt in August, still took them a lot of time to get back. Um, I, I think the Eagles want to be doubly sure unless they get, you know, that basic Luca Brazzi offer that you can't refuse. Um, but, you know, it, it, that's still going to take a lot of doing. I mean, would it be a shock to even see Nick Foles start the opener um, in September, which obviously the Eagles are going to host the Thursday night game because they're defending Super Bowl champions? I don't think they want to take any chance with the future of their franchise. So they would have to get something awfully enticing, I think, to part ways with Nick Foles. Russell, when you look at how quarterbacks have evolved over the years, whether it's been because they've come out in the draft they come out early and they have a chance to make a big splash like a Carson Wentz and even a Jared Goff after the change and with the Rams. But going all the way back to Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, even Tony Romo, uh, you think of these quarterbacks that were backups that all of a sudden became stars in the game. Do you see, because it's hard to predict that, but when you see the things that Nick Foles did have the opportunity to do in those three games in the postseason, do you think that warrants him an opportunity to be a starter somewhere in the National Football League? Oh, I think it definitely warrants the opportunity. Whether the Eagles want, want that to happen, I think, is two totally different things. But, uh, and listen, perfect example of what you're talking about, Cordell, is Aaron Rodgers, who sat on the bench for three right. years and then became a starter. I, I'm of the mindset of, of the adage that used to be out there for a long time, that it takes five years to develop a starting quarterback. I think that's certainly still true. Um, but free agency has rushed the process. But I think if you get a chance to sit and learn, it can only benefit you. I mean, Cordell, I'll use you as an example. Uh, You came in the league in 1995. You became the starting quarterback in 1997. You played those other positions along the way, but, you know, you certainly got your reps and so on. I think that probably made you a better player getting, you know, who wants to take the test without studying for it beforehand? Mm Mm-hmm. Russ, what do you make of the reports today from New York City that the Jets, quote-unquote, are going to do whatever it takes in their pursuit of Kirk Cousins? Well, I would certainly believe them, given their quarterback situation for an awfully long time. Um, You know, listen, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2010. That was Mark Sanchez's uh, second year. Um, Mark Sanchez, the quarterback for the team, who's still a defensive-oriented team under – uh, Rex Ryan, uh, you know, first two years in the league, uh, they reached the AFC title game with him. And he was more of a factor the second year uh, than he w- was a first year. But, you know, you know, Geno Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCann actually played well for them. Um, you know, it, 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 do- it doesn't seem like there's much of a future for Bryce Petty. It seems like, you know, even after a short time, Christian Hackenberg doesn't appear to be in their future plans as well they need to get that solidified and you know this is a franchise that has stressed defense for an awful long time it might surprise some people to know brian and cordell that the last time the new york jets used a first round draft pick on the offensive side of the ball 
was Mark Sanchez in 2009. Yeah, so Kirk Cousins, that makes you want to wonder if that really will actually happen. But when it comes to actually happening in the National Football League, Lamar Jackson, um, I think he's out of Louisville. How many times we've seen him be up for the Heisman Trophy because of the numbers that he put up? We know he's a great talent running the football. We know he can throw the football. But when you hear Bill Polian come out and basically say he needs to go into the National Football League right now and play wide receiver. After knowing even my story, um, you know, that he should be given an opportunity to be a quarterback if that's what he chooses to do and not be docked because look at the quarterbacks that are playing the game today that are mobile. I totally agree with you. And and let me let me say first is I respect Bill Polian's right to have an opinion. Whether you agree with him or not are two totally different things, but I think obviously – um, he's a pro football hall of famer. And like any of us, we're all entitled to opinions. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but I understand where he's coming from. I don't necessarily agree with it. I, I, I think it's a, a rash decision. I've heard people say, uh, you know, maybe he, you know, maybe he compares all these prospects to Peyton Manning and that's all well and good, but not everybody's Peyton Manning either. So, um, I get where he's coming from. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with it. I understand, uh, you know, the thought process. Uh, in that and so on, but uh, I agree with you. He, he should get the opportunity to show what he can do and play the position that he wants to play. He shouldn't be pigeonholed into anything whatsoever. I mean, you know, if you wind up making a career uh, in a different way and it doesn't turn out to be quarterback, that's all well and good. But I think the young man certainly deserves the right to, to show what he can do in the position that he obviously wants to play. Chatting with Russell Baxter, NFLSpinZone.com. Russ, how much are you buying the Gronk retirement talk? Could all of this be an attempt for Gronk and his team to try to get more money out of the Patriots? When I see him come up with, off the top turnbuckle and uh, elbow the rock, um, then I'll believe that he's WWE bound. I don't know if this is so much about money. I think this is more um, maybe a little bit of the thought process. Uh, you know, we see a lot of young players now, and 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 Gronk's not. You know, he's been in the league eight years already. He's also uh, certainly had his share of injuries, which you know more than just that concussion he suffered uh, in the Jacksonville game and so on. But you know, he missed the one year they went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he he was hurt in the one Super Bowl they appeared in as well. So I mean, I think you get to this stage of you know the wear and tear between college and pro football. You start thinking about your future. I don't know if this is necessarily about money. And if it is about money, I don't know if it's the kind of game of chicken you want to play with the New England Patriots. Uh, Russell, give me your take on the Minnesota Vikings and their quarterback situation. Uh, there's conversation that they're not sure if they're going to give Case Keenum the, the franchise tag to even Teddy Bridgewater or even Sam Bradford conversations about him actually being uh, a potential QB in Denver. Give me your take on who could be the quarterback uh, there for that organization because it seemed like it's wide open. It does seem like it's wide open, but I, I, I've always kind of got the sense that it was it's Teddy Bridgewater's team, okay? And who knows what they would have done if he would have been able to stay healthy. Obviously, that devastating, I mean, you know, almost a career-ending knee injury in Teddy's case. Um, but, you know, he's back. Uh, he's healthy. Um, I don't know if you can necessarily count on Sam Bradford to stay healthy. That's been a big problem throughout his career. And, you know, Sam's now all of a sudden, you know, same year as Gronk, 2010 draft. You know, he's been in the league eight years. I think Case Keenum did himself 
a world of good. Uh, but I, you know, I think he could go other places. There's certainly places like Denver and Arizona. And to me, to me, the Cardinals are the really intriguing team um, because they're in an. And think about the NFC West quarterbacks, guys. You've got Jared Goff, who had a big second year. You had um, Russell Wilson, who's had six really good years for the most part. And, you know, we just saw Jimmy Garoppolo get the big contract, and he's the future for the Niners. I mean, the, the NFC West is pretty set at quarterback. And then you look at the Cardinals. Carson Palmer's retired. Blaine Gabbert, uh, Drew Stanton, unrestricted free agents. They're kind of, for lack of a better word, lagging behind. I wouldn't be surprised to see Case Keenum wind up somewhere like the Arizona Cardinals. But I, if I had to pick right now, I get the sense it's, it's still Teddy Bridgewater's team. Russ, great information as always. Thanks for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. You got it, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.